Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Slows Wrestling Show. My name's Alex Slows, and this is your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Coming up, Triple H News, Dolph Ziggler, John Cena, and Lars Sullivan, Five Reasons Wrestling in 2019 Will Be the Best Year, Matt and Jeff Hardy, WWE Under Pressure, Rob Gronkowski, and more on the Slows Wrestling Show. Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Now, according to the comic book, Triple H is cleared to train after a torn pectoral surgery. Triple H was hurt originally at the Greatest Royal Rumble event earlier in 20, 2018. Triple H has no new updates. So, injuries can be really bad in WWE and uh, wrestling in general. I would like to see Triple H face Batista at WrestleMania if he's cleared to compete by April 7th. I, I honestly don't know if he's going to be cleared in time. He might need some more checkups before actually being able to be cleared to go into a match. And I really think this match should happen and I really would like to see Batista beat Triple H at a at a WrestleMania at WrestleMania 35 this year, if the match is going to happen, and the SmackDown 1000s face-off between them was pretty crazy. I was not expecting Batista to say that because it was. I thought is it was mostly just a Evolution reunion for them, and when he said Triple H has done everything in his business except beat me. The crowd just went nuts. And I, I'm really expecting a match down the road, hopefully this year. Now, according to comic book, WWE is trying to transition Dolph Ziggler out of in-ring competition. So, I really think what they could do with Dolph Ziggler out of in-ring action, I think they could put him in a general manager role. I think he could help out with the superstars backstage, like uh, Tyson Kidd, or or he could be a co co raw general manager or something along the lines of that. But I, I if that really doesn't happen, if they can't really decide anything for him in WWE, I think he should leave and go either to New Japan, Ring of Honor, or AEW if he leaves WWE. 
And Dolph Ziggler is one of the most top uh, competitors in the past couple years in WWE. He's won Intercontinental Championships. He's won Tag Team Championships. And he's he's done a lot of things in WWE, and they but really they haven't booked him that very well in recent recent memory. Now here's an update on John Cena's WrestleMania status. According to Wrestling News, WWE Creative has nothing planned for Cena towards WrestleMania due to not knowing what will happen with Lars Sullivan. So this is a really, really bad situation between WWE and and uh, and uh, Lars Sullivan and John Cena because John Cena is one of the top guys, one of the top part timers in WWE. He's been in WWE for such a long time. He has great, he has great mic skill, great athleticism, and I really think. With this happening, with Cena not with Cena not being booked into WrestleMania 35, this has to be because Sullivan was when he was called up from NXT, he had a uh, anxiety attack and they put it, put him on hold for a while. And I, what I think the plan was for Creative to do was book those two in a storyline against each other. And ultimately, ultimately, the downside of this. Is there would not this match wouldn't happen at WrestleMania, and that's really sad and really bad news. I hope I hope they can come around and fix this just in time before April seventh. Five reasons why 2019 might be the best year for wrestling. Number one, WWE listening to the fans for the first time in five years. So, in my opinion, on WWE listening to the fans, they have not always done that. They have not always given the fans what they want. They have not always listened to the fans. They've always defied and denied the fans and not like not pushed super certain superstars that the fans like or want to see do well. And I think the good side of it is that WWE is trying to change. They are they are trying to th- fix things and make things better. They're giving Finn Balor a chance, which is good. They're giving uh, Drew McIntyre a chance. They're giving Bobby Lashley a chance. They're giving even they're giving Dean Ambrose a chance. But what WWE is still failing to do is they're still failing to create good stories that people are going to remember in WWE history. And I think that's where the lo- the line draws. I think that's ultimately. Where that where they should do well is with the storylines, so people will tune in every week and come back and watch Raw and SmackDown and NXT and uh, and uh, and 205 Live. Number two, G1 Supercard during WrestleMania week this year. So I think it's amazing that Ring of Honor and New Japan are coming together to have an event at Madison Square Garden all around the same time as WrestleMania week. And I think it will do wonders and amazing stuff for the independent wrestling scene and really bring them up to the top notch between WWE. And this will be a great week for wrestling fans in general because... 
wrestling fans will have a lot to do. Say if you're in New York and people want to go, and you're a wrestling fan and you want to go see a wrestling match or event during around the same time as WrestleMania, then do by all means do it. G1 Supercard is in the same, almost the same uh, state as WrestleMania because WrestleMania is at MetLife Stadium this year. And I think the last time they were at MetLife Stadium was a couple years ago for WrestleMania 29 or 30, one of those WrestleManias. And I think it'll be pretty interesting. I think it'll be awesome. Number three, the reconstructing of New Japan and Ring of Honor. So I I think with New Japan reconstructing their roster with, uh, with the likes of Kenny Omega leaving and other New Japan superstars. I really think that Jay White will possibly become the main man of New Japan next. And the reason but why is because he's really talented. He can really do well on the mic. He knows how to speak fluent Japanese. He knows how he knows how to wrestle pretty well. When I was watching uh Russell Kingdom thirteen, the match between him and uh Okada, he did some crazy, crazy stuff, and I'd like to see some some of that stuff again if he competes again. And wrestling companies tend to do better during a rebuilding period because then they can bring up their roster, they can make a long a, a long scale roster of superstars, and they can make their show better, and they have time to make complete a different style of their show, and that makes that gives the uh, company a higher chance of getting more a bigger audience and more fans to follow them so i think that's pretty good and i i'm excited to see what new japan or ring of honor are going to do number four high chance of a main event match at wrestlemania being a divas match so in my opinion i think it's great that the women are getting a lot of opportunities and i think the woman i think the WWE Women's Tag Titles are pretty cool. I saw those got unveiled on YouTube. I was watching a video of, of of Alexa Bliss unveil them, and that was pretty cool to see because now we got not only two, one title for each brand, but a tag team women's title, and that's really cool that the women are continuing to make history and continuing to evolve and I, the teams I would want to face off against each other for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles to be Bailey and Sasha against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. That would be an incredible tag match. Or against Ronda Rousey and Natalia. That could work too. That could be something down, that could uh, bring the fans in for a high-caliber main event WrestleMania match for a women's tag team title. That would be crazy. Number five, All Elite Wrestling. So, All Elite Wrestling, they have they look like they have a stacked roster for what I from what I viewed online. And I think AEW is off to a really great start with their first show being in LA, which I'm going to be talking about later on. And I think it's going to draw in a huge, huge crowd for a first-time uh, new company that's just being started by uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, who are wrestlers themselves. And it's crazy think about that. It's crazy 
to see that wrestlers are creating their own wrestling company and industry. And I, I think it that wrestling has really, really evolved over the years because of this. And it's really amazing to see like how wrestling companies are making their own own networks and their own streaming services cuz back in the day if you wanted to watch a uh, wrestling match like in the 90s or something you had to get it on VHS or a tape or something like you didn't that you had limited you didn't have a lot of access like like my like kids my age do now these days and it's pretty crazy to think to see that now according to still real to us Matt and Jeff Hardy's contracts could be expiring soon with WWE. So, I really think that Matt and Jeff Hardy will resign with WWE because I think Jeff still wants to do some crazy matches like against people like Shane McMahon or possibly The Undertaker or someone that's really a, a really high caliber main event superstar. And I still think that more could be done with Matt Hardy if he returns to WWE. And I think there's a big chance that he does. Because I was watching a Instagram video of him doing his uh, Woken Word of the Week. Which he which he does uh, um, not every week, but a couple once every month. And I think he said he wants to... It sounded like he wants to come back to WWE and wrestle again sometime down the road but for now I think he's just staying staying at home and spending time with his family now according to wrestling news WWE could be under pressure and need to deliver right with the Royal Rumble so I honestly agree with this article I believe in order for WWE to to be successful at the Royal Rumble I think WWE needs to make the surprising returns uh surprising and good enough it has to be someone that we haven't seen in a long time strong match finishes nxt rumble call-ups and an entertaining rumble match all around and i think that can happen if wwe does not i think that can happen as long as wwe pulls out all the stops if if they don't and they fail to recognize what the fans want out of a Royal Rumble pay-per-view, then they're going to lose a huge number of their audience. And they don't want to do... That's bad news because if they lose a huge number of their audience because of one pay-per-view, that means the fans that... The fans that got tired of the the bad Royal Rumbles, which the only bad ones I watched, uh, 2016 and... 2013. Those are the only bad ones I watched. But if there's pay- if it's if the Royal Rumble is like that, you're gonna lose a, a huge number of fans, and they're probably gonna go to watch a different promotion. Now, according to Fan Buzz, Rob Gronkowski could be coming to WWE. So I remember a long time ago. During a WWE show, I there was a uh, Rob Gronkowski was on. They showed a clip of him, and he was talking about how he loves wrestling and how he has a huge passion for it. And if it ever came down to it, if he wanted to wrestle, he would. And I think the sports world would react huge to this because he's going from football to wrestling, and that's a big, big adaptation and a big way to 
keep your athletic athletic career going. And I remember from Rob's appearance at WrestleMania 32, I believe. What I believe it was 31 to 32. But I remember he jumped out of the crowd and attacked somebody and helped out. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Oh God, I can't think. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But he was a tag team partner with uh, Zack Ryder, Mojo Rawley. There we go, Mojo Rawley, and that was a crazy, crazy moment because nobody was expecting Rob Gronkowski to be there and jump over to barricade and make his presence known in front of the WWE universe. But that's that was pretty crazy to see, and I think there's a lot WWE could do with him. Honestly, they could put uh, bring him into the the performance center, train him, bring him up, put him in NXT, and there you go. You got a ri- a good rising star who came from football fame into WWE, and that that honestly could happen. I I don't know, but there's a there's a slight chance it could. I will take a break, but when we come back, I will talk four things WWE must avoid at the Royal Rumble. Forgotten WWE star who could win the Royal Rumble. Possible feud for EC3. Royal Rumble match card and more on the Slows Wrestling Show.
Welcome back to the Slow's Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. According to Culture Vulture, here's four things WWE must avoid at the Royal Rumble. Number one, legends in legends in a women's rumble match. So knowledge Gia is good and all with women past women wrestlers, but I think having women's legends in the women's rumble is bad. And the reason why I'm saying this is because it would really bury the upcoming and new stars and the current uh, women stars we have on the Raw and SmackDown live roster today. And I think sticking with current stars is better because then you got the current and new women's stars able to compete in uh, their rumble against each other. And there's a slim, and then there'd be a higher chance. For a new or recent memory, recent superstar to win the Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, a memorable, a rememberable and enjoyable one, so that people can go back and rewatch it on the network and say, "Hey, I remember this." So it has to be an all-around uh, good, good pay-per-view and start for the Royal Rumble and a good match in general. Number two, MVP performances. So, I think why WWE, I think WWE has to be careful with this on stars like Finn Balor or Bobby Lashley. And the reason why WWE should stick with the superstars that have enough win status is is because it will help get them over more of it with fans and get them over more. On social media too, and out outlook, uh, uh, social medias like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube get people watching and say, "Hey, these these guys are really athletic. Maybe I will tune into this and watch this program." And that's what you really have to realize and do in order to make this a memorable show. Number three, surprises for the sake of surprises. Now, some surprises can be overlooked for the sake of other superstars. Superstars who are returning to WWE that haven't been in WWE for a while. And that could ruin their moment and ruin the fun out of this. And I think WWE should not attempt to tweak a booking at all. They should not attempt to stop something that's going to be enjoyable for fans. It's just not going to end well for WWE if that happens. Number four, McMahon interfering in a Rumble match. I respect their McMahon family, but I think they should just let the Rumble run its course to see who wins and make the moment memorable for fans. Because if you do that, you're going to have a successful pay-per-view. You're going to have more fans continue to watch WWE and tune into the next shows and pay-per-views. Now, according to Forbes, a forgotten star could win the Royal Rumble match. So, I think I know who this could be. There's three possibilities who could who it could be. Booker T, The Rock, or Batista. And I think how how this would happen in my eyes is the last the last two people in the ring would be The Rock, Finn Balor, 
and Braun Strowman. Those will be the last three in there. And then Finn Balor and The Rock would team up on Braun Strowman, eliminate him, and then it would be Balor and The Rock one on one in a Rumble match. Would would be the that would be the craziest thing because never in the history of WWE have we seen a dream match like that, and that would be crazy. That would be a good, exciting moment to see who would actually win the Rumble, and then have The Rock throw Finn Balor over and win the Royal Rumble, go on to WrestleMania. And face Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. According to Wrestling Edge, EC3 may have a feud with a familiar foe. And this familiar foe is Bobby Lashley. And EC3 and Bobby Lashley have history from TNA. They know each other very well coming from that organization. And I think it would be a good book start for EC3. Because... You're working with somebody you know, and it would be it would go, it would be good uh it it would be good for the business, and it would it would be good good communication for the, between between uh, friends in the business that know each other very well and have a really good book storyline and keep the fans entertained. Now here is the 2019 Royal Rumble match card. Number one, Universal Championship match, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. D- number two, WWE Championship match, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Number three, Raw Women's Championship match, Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. Number four, SmackDown Women's Championship match, Asuka versus Be- Becky Lynch. And then the 30-man over-the-top Royal Rumble match. So far featuring R-Truth at number 30, Titus O'Neil, Rey Mysterio, Mustafa Ali, Andre Sinamas, Apollo Crews, Elias, Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Bobby Lashley, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Big E, Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, and possibly an injured John Cena. Don't know, but there's a slim chance. Number six, the Women's Royal Rumble match. So far featuring Carmella at 30, Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, Bailey, Tamina Snuka, Lana, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Ember Moon, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Alicia Fox, Natalia, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Nikki Cross, Naomi, Selena Vega, and Charlotte Flair. Number seven, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, The Bar versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. Kickoff show, United States Championship match, Rusa versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Kickoff show, Cruiserweight Championship match, Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto versus Akira Tozawa and Hideo Hitami. Now here is the Raw recap, NXT recap, and SmackDown Live recap. So... Here is the Raw results, grades, and highlights for the center stage of the Royal Rumble Go Home Show. With just six nights to go until the Royal Rumble event inside Chase Field in Phoenix, as WrestleMania is firmly in our sights, Oklahoma City provided setting Monday night for the Go Home edition of Raw, which I think was one of the biggest pay-per-views of the entire year on the horizon. Raw was a rather loaded affair this week with a championship defense thrown into the mix. 
But Monday's Monday's Raw was ultimately ultimately a showcase for defeats featuring the main event men's and women's singles titles as Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor, and Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks feuds booked booked ended for the show. Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar get together. The go home edition of Raw Monday night kicked off with an appearance from the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. The advocate for the reigning Universal Champ recalled Finn Balor, pinning John Cena last week to become number one contender, as well as the endorsement that followed. Heyman said that he agrees that Balor truly does not believe in himself on Sunday against Lesnar. His voice is the one that matters. But Heyman is the voice that matters. At the Royal Rumble, Heyman foresees Lesnar turning Balor into a martyr for the sin of leading his fans to believe that he stands a chance against the Universal Champion. When we we then got our customary Heyman spoiler alert, even miracles fear Brock Lesnar. Balor will be on his back looking up and saying, I believe in Brock Lesnar. No chance in hell. Then blared over the speakers and Vince McMahon made his way out to the ring. The chairman told his own version of David and Goliath with David having been beaten to death and eventually reincarnated as Balor. McMahon healed it up on the crowd, telling them that they believe Balor has a chance and they do believe in fairy tales. Braun Strowman interrupted McMahon and made his way out next. Strowman said last week was the worst night of his life, but it was the luckiest for Lesnar since he doesn't have to face him in Phoenix. Balor joined the party next, telling Lesnar directly to his face that he knows he can beat him on Sunday. After Balor made McMahon his own version of David and Goliath, McMahon told Heyman and Lesnar to stay at ringside for Balor versus Strowman. A David and Goliath showdown right here tonight after two got testy of one another earlier in the segment. Finn Balor defeats Braun Strowman via disqualification. Balor connected with the coup de grace to Strowman, but as he was aiming for the pinfall, Lesnar swooped in and nailed his Royal Rumble challenger with an F5. At one point in the bout, Strowman launched Balor from the top rope right into the arms of Lesnar, who then executed a vicious belly-to-belly suplex on the outside. Balor valiantly fought back, though, giving the better of Lesnar with a shotgun dropkick into the barricade and a signature Tope Con Hilo. Sasha Banks shines ahead of the Royal Rumble. Prior to the tag team main event, Ronda Rousey backstage said that she doesn't owe Banks a damn thing. The champ said that she's felt nothing but resentment from her early challenger since day one. Rousey was offended by that fact that she offered Banks a title shot and then was immediately insulted by her. And she believes Banks is trying so hard to be like a boss that she's not focusing on becoming better in the ring prior to the match Banks shot back by running down all of her accomplishments and saying saying Rousey was has been handed everything from the moment she walked into the company she'll make Rousey tap on Sunday just like she did to Nia Jax to earn her shot Sasha Banks and Bailey defeated Natalia via submission and Ronda Rousey with Bailey knocking Rousey off the apron, Banks was able to make Natalia tap to the Banks statement. Following the bout, Banks and Rousey came face to face, jawing with one another as if they were being pulled apart. What else happened on Monday Night Raw? Apollo Crews steps to the IC champ. New Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley and his manager Leo Rush were out for a celebration which was interrupted by, Ty- Ty- by Apollo Crews. 
After asking for a match, Rush told Cruz he'll consider it if he can defeat Lashley in a a pose-off. Naturally, the crowd sided with Cruz as he incorporated dance moves into his poses, and he was eventually attacked by the champ. But Cruz stood tall by tossing Lashley to the outside and pressing Rush over his head to send him out as well. Back from commercial, the match began with Cruz and Lashley had already begun. Bobby Lashley defeated Apollo Cruz via pinfall. Cruz had Rush pressed over his head once again after interference, interference, but this time Lashley hit Cruz with a spear followed by the 1-2-3. Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre and defeats Drew McIntyre via pinfall. Prior to the match, Rollins cut quite possibly his best babyface promo yet about his passion for the business and his intentions to walk out the Royal Rumble winner this Sunday. McIntyre followed up by stating his own case for the Royal Rumble win. An incredible match between these two stars accumulated with Rollins surprising McIntyre for a roll-up for the victory. Dean Ambrose promo. The former Intercontinental Champ cut a backstage promo about the injustice of him not holding the title anymore and then went on to say the Royal Rumble will be his shining moment and he owns the road to WrestleMania. Come Sunday, justice will be served. Lucha House Party defeats the Singh Brothers via pinfall and Jinder Mahal. EC3 is still muted. Baron Corbin defeats Elias via pinfall. Alexa Bliss enters the Royal Rumble. Heavy Machinery defeats the Ascension. Raw Tag Team Championship match, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode defeat the, retire, the Revival to retain the titles. So that is the Raw recap, grades, and highlights for this week. Now on to the NXT results for January 23. January 23rd. The January 23rd episode of NXT set the stage for Saturday's TakeOver Phoenix Live Spectacular. Thanks in large part to an explosive conclusion. The latest Tease of a DIY reunion between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Also featuring tag team competition from both men and women's divisions, as well as the return to television of Valveteen Dream. The show did a fine job of creating excitement and energy for the upcoming extravaganza. Relive Wednesday's broadcast and find out who emerged victorious with this recap of the WWE Network presentation. Velveteen Dream reveals his 2019 plans. Conspicuous by his absence since last TakeOver event, Velveteen Dream returned to television Wednesday and was welcomed by an enthusiastic fan base. Dream then announced his desire to capture the North American Championship in 2019, something that drew the ire of the title's inaugural holder, Adam Cole. Cole said that this year, every member of the Undisputed Era has gold around his waist. Bobby Fish said much the same thing. Dream, questioning the hierarchy of the group, asked Cole's permission to face Fish next week. This angered them, leading to Fish and Cole rushing into the ring and getting tossed to the floor. The enigmatic Dream left the ring and headed up to the ramp, taunting the heels to close out the segment. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch versus Marcel Barthel and Fabian Aikner. Two teams jockingly for the position in tag team division squared off in Wednesday's first match as Danny Burch and Oni Larkin battled Marcel Barthel and Fabian Aikner. The latter team isolated Lorcan early, beating him down. The elusive Bostonian escaped their grasp and made the tag to Burch, who then unloaded with his British strong style offense. 
Lorcan and Eichner re-entered the ring, and the babyface almost immediately ate a lariat clothesline that turned him inside out and returned momentarily to control to the, to the heels. The match continued back and forth affair until ultimately humiliated with Lorcan, avoiding a springboard from Eichner and then rolling him up for a win. Io, Shari, and Kiri Sane versus Amber Nova and T- the team of Sh- Shiari and Kiri Sane returned to television Wednesday, squaring off with the team of Tanaya Brooks and Amber Nova, both whom had fought in Impact Wrestling. Sh- Sane and Sh- Shiri dominated early, seeming toying with Nova before Brooks made a well-timed distraction and tagged into the match. Her attempt at a suplex moments after taunting the crowd was met with a spear by Zane, who made the hot tag to Shirari. Shirari delivered a 619 to Brooks and wiped out both heels with a springboard dropkick. Zane then delivered her trademark elbow drop, and Shirari finished Brooks with the moonsault as the Pirate Princess made the pin for the win. That next was Valveteen Dream versus Bobby Fish. After the events of the night's opening segment, Valveteen Dream and Bobby Fish squared off in a singles match that certainly added fuel to the probable fire. The always optimistic Adam Cole provided an early distraction, allowing Fish to seize control of the match. Dream, though, fought back and rattled Fish with a springboard dropkick off the apron to the floor, followed by a double axe handle. A dragon screw let leg whip from Fish, though, allowed the veteran technician to create separation. He proceeded to work the knee. Dream eventually fought back into the match, but again found his knee under attack. Cole attempted to interfere once more, but this time it backfired as Dream sent Fish into him on the floor. Back inside, Dream delivered a Death Valley driver for the win. Ricochet promo. North American champion Ricochet hit the ring three days before a showdown with Johnny Gargano at TakeOver Phoenix and addressed his top contender. He criticized Gargano for a cheap superkick two weeks ago and said this year's Johnny is not like last year's. Gargano interrupted and claimed that he knew Ricochet was just trying to get him all beside himself. This year, though, he is more focused and calculated. He tried for a cheap shot, but Ricochet fought him off. That is, until NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa hit the ring and attacked the high-flying babyface. Gargano briefly halted this attack to Ricochet to look up at his former tag team partner. Aleister Black hit the ring and took the fight to Ciampa and Gargano until, repe- until repaid the favor and blasted Black with a superkick. Ultimately, the former partners left the babyfaces lying and headed up the ramp where they briefly teased a sign of respect. Candice Lee Ray interrupted the warning Gargano, we are not doing this again. That is the NXT recap, highlights, and results for this week. And now here is the SmackDown Live recap. The first thing that happened was Becky and Asuka brawling backstage until they were pulled apart. We see a video package looking at Mandy Rose's interaction with Jay Uso and brawl with Naomi last week. A narrator says that they will be an eruption of emotions in this match, and that's up next. The match was Naomi versus Mandy Rose. Sonya Deville is at ringside in Mandy's corner. Before the bell, Naomi charges Mandy on the ramp and brawls with her at ringside. They finally get in the ring, and the ref calls for the opening bell. Naomi drops Mandy again, again, and Mandy rolls outside for a breather. Back in the ring, Mandy starts to fight back, but Naomi shuts her down with a kick and sling blade. Mandy finds 
finally mounts some offense and hits a series of strikes in the corner. Naomi comes back with more kicks and a head scissor takedown. Sonya Deville distracts Naomi from ringside, which leads to Mandy slamming Naomi face first into the ring for the three count. The next match was Miz versus Cesaro, with Cesaro being the winner from the pinfall. Then the next match, Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali, winner was Samoa Joe. And then Rey Mysterio versus Andre Ciano Moss. As as Rey Mysterio and Andre Ciano Moss's match ended, Samoa Joe came out to make a statement, which then I saw Randy Orton hit an RKO on Joe, and then we go to replays as Orton poses on the turnbuckle, and then SmackDown Live goes off the air. So that is the SmackDown Live recap, the NXT recap, and the Raw recap for this week. Now, according to all wrestling, for the first time in 19 years, The Undertaker will not have WrestleMania 35 plans. So The Undertaker is really aging and I, him being able to wrestle last year was incredible. I don't know how he was able to come back. It must have take a, it must have took a lot of training for him to be ready to face John Cena last year. And I think Taker's career should have ended with when the streak ended. And although his time is up, he still has a legendary le- legacy that people remember him by. The 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 streak that started decades ago and then ultimately him teaming with his brother Kane those memorable matches those moments and there's a big legacy that he built for himself and that's going to be remembered for a long time for years even after Undertaker's gone it's going to be remembered now according to wrestling news AEW's first event will take place at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in LA on May 25th. So I think this this uh, event will be received very well, and I think it can be successful as long as the matches are booked right, the matches are okay, the matches are exciting, the event is exciting, the crowd likes it, and the environment's good. Then the then the that that event will be successful. If it doesn't, then it will fail, and WWE will ultimately be the lead the lead organization above AEW which they 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 consider themselves right now but do they really have competition I really don't think so I honestly think it's just all fun and games between WWE and AEW now if you're in Florida around Hudson don't forget to come out to United Wrestling Alliance's A Night to Remember this weekend on Saturday, January 26th. Admission is $5 and kids are free with paid adult as well as active and retired military are free. Doors open at 6 p.m. with bell time at 7 p.m. Don't forget to come out to that event because it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm actually going to be there to watch my friend Chris Seacrest who's known as Chris Living Guy. That's his wrestling name. I'm going to watch him in a triple threat match. And this is my first time watching him. And I'm really excited to see what he's capable of. And how he performs in the ring. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. At Show Slows. To stay updated. And check out my recent episodes on Apple and Anchor FM. From Palm Harbor, Florida. I'm Alex Slows saying goodbye for now. Have a good evening, everybody.